This week we're going to be talking about May 1st through the 7th, the lunar eclipse, aka the full moon in Scorpio, Venus in Cancer, and Pluto is going to be retrograde. I'm going to be sharing about my exciting week in Texas where I shot a bunch of music videos with my friends and we are going to be answering a few of the astrology questions. Scott has finally broken down and is giving into discussing the eclipses, which this one centers around money, intimacy, self-worth, and personal values. Pluto begins its retrograde transit in Aquarius, allowing us to reflect upon the coming changes to society, innovations, and maintaining your individuality within the group context. This week concludes with Venus transiting through Cancer, which is going to be bringing a greater sensitivity to the relationship dynamics, urging you to reflect upon your relationship origins, and nurturing yourself throughout the process. And the best way to follow along with the podcast is to grab the basics of astrology, the book that we put together. It's in the show notes. You can download it or you can order it on Amazon and go to the website, theweeklytransit.com. It's got an overview and all the images that we're talking about here. And if you want to skip ahead, the intro is where we catch up on life and answer the questions. If you want to skip ahead to getting into the week, you go to the show notes. You can click on any day of the week, past or future, and it just goes right to that date. All right, stay tuned. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, Scott. What is up, Ingrid? Oh, <laughs> I'm up early. Yes. I'm, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> it is the morning for us right now. I love it. 8 a.m. I woke up at 7 and panicked for 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then awesome. I got ready in a se- one second. Okay. Yeah. But I'm awake and I do feel good. Good. Excellent. Today I, I have today I have a meeting in the afternoon with um a coffee shop about putting mine and Geo's food in there. Oh, amazing. Wow, excited. cool. Cool. And, Where is this? Uh it's in Hollywood. Uh-huh. I'll tell you the name next time as long as the name okay. goes well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I'm excited for you. I feel like I've been just doing a lot of business business uh just work relationship type of stuff the last 2 weeks. Okay. Been a big focus. Anything you want to share? Uh well I did I went to Texas to film 7 music videos. Wow for uh, my friends Chris and Zoe so they have kind of like a I guess I would just say it's like pop music but like with a little bit of a country she's from Texas uh-huh. a little bit of a country vibe sort of and it was insane it was amazing and I'm yeah. only being able to really appreciate it after I got back we had some really magical moments but it was beyond stressful and it was a big mm. learning experience because we had not all worked together in a while. And one of the people that came was like a new person and just learned a lot. It was like 
the in intense pressure and then coming back and having this food thing kind of waiting for me uh -huh. right before I left. I did a bunch of like went to a bunch of crystal shops trying to get the book in there. So it felt yeah. like a very a big push for, you know, making something of myself and ourselves and mm -hmm. just keep stacking the chips on like mm -hmm. whenever I get that extra energy to just take advantage of doing all the things that I feel you know, are always kind of like lingering in the background that I want to accomplish, but sometimes they're harder to access for energy reasons or, mm -hmm. you know, needing to connect with people to make them happen or whatnot. So mm. I've been very busy and I think there's a lot of growth happening in terms of um, putting the pieces together for businesses to succeed. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Saturn's transiting through your 10th house right now and Saturn is the planetary ruler of the 10th house. It's the the planet of work and responsibility, achievement, ah. authority. So, you know, the more that you and that's commit to doing, yeah. Okay. So the more you commit to doing the work right now, uh, yeah, I mean, Saturn is, Saturn is going to be transiting through your 10th house for the next two years. So when did it start? It's already, when did it start? Yeah. Uh, it moved into your 10th house. That was earlier this, that was like the beginning of the year, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Perfect. So is... it was like January and then it's going to be there until it's there until yeah. M March, April of 2025. Okay. April amazing. of 2025. So, oh. uh, and then it actually comes back like the end of 2025, like uh, end of November 2025. And it's there through like November and December of 2025. So really like this next two years is a big push for you to really discern, you know, what is worth your time? What, what is worth your time, your energy? Uh, what is worth working towards? And the more that you commit to what it is you say is worth your time by putting in the work and the time, the more you will receive the reward for the work and the time that you've put in. I love that. I mean, it yeah. makes, per makes perfect sense as long as I can, you know, keep um, riding that wave that's happening and tapping into that energy, then I think everything mm -hmm. will work out. <laughs> yes. Yes, what an accomplishment though to go to Texas and for a week and and shoot seven music videos. I mean that sounds insane. Like it you you well, would think I wrote that, down... like, it takes a week to shoot one music video. You know, like you did seven in a week. <laughs> there was like one big shoot that was like an all day thing. So that was like seventeen hour day, two hours oh out of the God. city. Uh, we rented this amazing property out in Canton, Texas, in the middle of nowhere. It was like a big, uh, kind of like a like a compound. The uh -huh. people that owned it lived on the property, but then they had this historic property as well that is like from, I don't know, 1900. I don't know if I'm saying the dates right, like 1900. Uh-huh. So the last over a hundred years they've owned yeah. this property or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like old and kind of broken down, but it was like gorgeous. There was like a barn and like a cabin and there was a pond. And so we just, yeah, spent all day there. That was like our big day. 
and then you know we had costumes for that one i mean there was outfits for the rest but this one we you know we went and bought special clothes for and yeah we spent you know a lot of money getting the space and then it's texas so we had to like ship all of our gear and lights like that we could out there that made sense and then there's not a lot of rental items because it's not la so then we had so we shipped stuff and then had to go rent stuff there also but it was kind of limited so driving all over dallas picking up gear and it was a lot of driving dude wow a lot of driving and, and who was how many people did you have helping you I mean, there was five. There was five of us. Uh-huh. Three of them were in the music video. One of those people is Chris, who is also yeah. like directing and producing a little bit. And then just uh-huh. me and Hoff basically was the camera team. The two of us, and then Chris shot some stuff too. Wow, wow, amazing! Well, I'm excited. No to... people. It was crazy, <laughs> but I think we got some really beautiful stuff. So I'm very. I'm very excited. We looked at the footage till five o'clock in the morning, even though the next day we had to be ready at like 11 in the morning. It was just very, very inspiring. Like just Mm. being there, hearing them play music. And my friend Zoe used to live here in LA. And so I used to shoot stuff with her all the time and Mm -hmm. just listen to her and Chris make music was just part of my every day. So just Mm. listening to people do their craft that inspire you inspires me yeah just being there and around the music and seeing them you know in person and on the screen i was just like wow this is so special like i sometimes wonder about like production because it's much more fun when you feel emotionally invested in the outcome of the product because you love the people or you love the product or i mean even just working with you scott i feel like working with you makes me feel inspired and otherwise i wouldn't be doing this you know it's like Totally. Finding people that you love and inspire you to create with, I think is such an important part. Like obviously sometimes you just need to make money, but mm-hmm. I feel like it really gets a lot. Like some people I think just enjoy it regardless, but I definitely think that when I'm working on it, either the product or the people, if you love one of those, then it makes it actually fulfilling instead of just a paycheck where you're just like, totally. cool, I just drove 10,000 hours and pulled all my hair out <laughs> for like some money. Like it's not like and getting nothing else is not rewarding like i feel like it did a lot but it was also very rewarding Mm. yes well you but you flew out there right you didn't drive out there okay yeah but i mean well you and chris are are both amazing filmmakers and so like just brilliant creative minds and and for those that don't know you know chris is the the individual who created the song the weekly transit you know, it's a, our theme song was done by Chris and uh, his and Instagram he, is um, uh, Lucky Playmore with no E at the end. Lucky Playmore, P-L-A-Y-M-O-R. But awesome. he mostly does music, but then he does graphics and he helps us on in a million things. I like I totally text, like. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, I remember somebody, I guess, requested the, the theme song for the weekly transit. And I just the first memory that came into my head is chris showing you the song he made and you just your reaction was just to laugh hysterically you were just like so excited and it was just such a fun moment i was laughing and crying you know it was (laughs) it was one of those kind of emotions i was like i couldn't believe that i mean it it was like the most amazing song i'd ever heard and it was just hilarious you know because he's the one who's who's saying the weekly transit or whatever you know yeah yeah (laughs) and he's not like (laughs) that's not how he sounds in real life but he's just yeah he's a musical genius so 
but yeah, I mean, these, he, he did the intro too, like the video intro for, for the podcast as well. You know, he shot Ingrid and I, and, uh, he did the, the cover art as well. The photograph of Ingrid and I, and all the he helped a lot with the book. Just yeah the formatting oh my God, and... yeah and all the the branding and um and you know even like these charts that that i'm showing and sharing here like he helped create the template that i'm using uh because i used to draw these all out by hand individually one at a time which was i can't even tell you how many hours i spent mm -hmm. just like drawing you know every single symbol and sign and uh and he was finally like i can just put this in a in a pdf or like a adobe you know template or whatever so you don't have to draw it every single time you just draw it once and then you can just drag and drop and i was like oh my god yes <laughs> so it made things yeah, Scott's so got much like easier the I... <laughs> basics of illustrator he's been using the computer the last year like Scott is very slow to adopt new things. I feel like technology is sometimes like a lot and I feel like you've really like embraced it and you really use it and it's super cool and like functional. Yeah. And I, I mean, that... I want, I want to use technology to help me do things faster. I mean, I still spend a lot of time, uh, drawing or not drawing, but you know, just putting these charts together. So, I mean, all, like the goal is, is to eventually have something where I can, you know, just, type like where we're like i can put in somebody's date time and place of birth into my website and then it just automatically generates the chart with my drawings i think we need to get a if there's any coders out there hit us up we've got totally some ideas yeah. yeah i feel like it's come a long way and we have some new updates that are coming hopefully well hopefully next week if you guys watch um we're on youtube and Spotify, there's a video version where you actually get to see the drawings that Scott is referring to. And if you don't watch it and you just listen, you can actually just go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, go to the forecast, and it's the drawings that are an overview of each day of the week, as well as like a the journal prompts and a little paragraph of what we what we talk about on here. But that's kind of the way to learn astrology is to be viewing it visually to get the book, the weekly tran what's the book called? The basis of astrology. <laughs> that is a glossary of all the terms and symbols to learn the actual language of astrology the language is writing those signs and symbols out that he's talking about the charts that is the language of astrology so translate learning how to translate it yourself um so next yes. week we're we're trying to move forward with some social media stuff i kind of came up with a format after this after we record we're going to try to dial in a little more yeah um, of what yeah. scott needs to make it easy for him Yes, yes. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah, thank yeah I'm you. excited. I, I think it looks really nice. And I <laughs> no, totally. I'm excited about, you know, what we're trying to do is is use the symbols that I created for the basics of astrology to like streamline so that what we're looking at here is because what what we look at right now on Spotify or YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, we want to get yeah, to subscribe. a thousand subscribers. So if you if you do watch this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, or if you are somebody who 
who is a regular YouTuber, then uh, subscribe to the Weekly even, Transit. Okay, how about even if you're not, even if you don't give a fuck about YouTube, how about <laughs> if you're a listener and you, you know, you want to support us, just go subscribe because if we get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, then we're able to monetize it, which would be really yes. nice. Yeah, exactly. And we're sitting at almost 700. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Shall we get into the week? Yeah, sure. Or I Let's mean, that's not even what I meant the, to say. The questions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you shall we get into the questions? questions? <laughs> you want to ask some questions? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, um, oh, actually, before we start, do you want to thank our sponsors? Sure. Let's thank our sponsors. We, we want to thank Jessica, it- Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Barbara, Janelle, Vincent, and Michelle, Clarissa, Nicole, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Amber, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine, Carrie, and Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for (laughs) donating to the podcast. It really means a lot to us. It allows us to do more of what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to the show notes. There is a support link to donate. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month. Um, and that's through Spotify. If you don't have financial means to support us, or I mean, if you do, you can go buy the book. If you don't, you can write us a review. You can share it with your friends. You can share it on social media. Um, Rain is five stars. Yeah. That's all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to our podcast. YouTube channel. Yes, yes. Yeah. All of those things really help. Comment on they the help. YouTube channel. Ask us questions. Like all the things. It just feels more engaging, more connected to the community. The more we get feedback from you guys, so everything really helps in terms of being able to monetize stuff and also just making us feel like we're like human beings going back and forth with people who are like on the other side of the screen mm-hmm. exactly um we do have some questions here and if you do want to ask us a question the avenue to ask is through spotify if you go to spotify there is a q a tab and then you can write us your questions if you write us questions there we will answer them here on the podcast if you write us questions on youtube we're going to answer them on youtube if you ask questions on Instagram, we're going to answer them through Instagram. So the only way to get it answered on the podcast is to write us a question through Spotify. So first I have Miss Aubrey Charnel. She said she has an Aries sun, Cancer moon, Capricorn rising. She thinks on Tuesday she had all, I think Tuesday had all of those things happening in the sky. What do you think that those type of days are when you're reading someone's chart? What do you think of those type of days when you're reading someone's chart? Okay. Thank you, Aubrey. So um, first of all, just one little note here, Capricorn, when you say Capricorn rising was happening in the, in the sky uh, on Tuesday, Capricorn rises in the sky every single day. Uh, Every sign rises along the horizon every single day. Just as the earth does a complete spin on its axis, it's as it's turning, as it's rotating, it's it's crossing over every single sign. So there's always a sign rising above the horizon. And at every time of the day, there's a certain sign rising, but every sign rises every day. So Capricorn rising happens every day. 
Cancer Moon doesn't happen every day. That happens every 28 days. And Aries Sun happens every year. So, well, uh, well, but what about if you take out the sun, moon, and rising part? I think she was maybe just saying those are her triad, and those three signs were maybe in the sky. She was saying she was saying all three of those were happening on Tuesday, uh, where it was the Aries Sun, Cancer Moon, Capricorn rising. So, so, so if if the question was more like, well, what if she just meant Cancer, like Cancer was happening that day? Does the, each sign is going to happen every day somewhere, right? Well, okay. So each day, every rising sign happens. Okay. So, but the moon doesn't have the the moon is not in Cancer every day. Capricorn rising happens every day. Cancer moon doesn't happen every day. So, mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about the question for Aubrey is that on this day, the sun, the moon, and the rising sign were all where they were when she was born. So. Oh, right. Because she's an Aries sun, Cancer moon, Capricorn rising. And so she's like on Tuesday, the sun was in Aries, the moon was in Cancer oh. and Capricorn was rising on the horizon. Does that so, mean it's her birthday? It's not. No, not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily because, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, it can be, but it's not something that happens every year. Okay. Uh, okay. So, the but sun, every year. Well, every year, the sun, the moon, and the rising sign is, it happens where it was when you were born, but it doesn't necessarily happen on your birthday. Okay. It can happen on your birthday, but it's something that happens every however many years. Uh, so but the energy was the same as it was when she was born. Okay. So... So what do you think of these type of days when you're reading someone's chart? I would just say that it's a special day. It's a day where the energy is similar to where it was when you were born. I mean, obviously, uh, the other planets are in different signs than they were when you were born. Uh, definitely the, the, the planets that are further away, like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus are in different signs. Chiron's in a different sign, most likely. Um, you know, Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, Mercury, more variable. But I would just say that, you know, that's a day to uh, harness the energy and to tap into who you are to, if you're an Aries sun, to be more courageous, to, to, to love yourself. If you're a cancer moon to express yourself and your emotions and what you're feeling and spend time in the home or with family, loved ones, uh, reflecting on the past and the Capricorn rising energy is to focus on your goals, your ambitions, what you want to accomplish and achieve. So that is in a nutshell who Aubrey is, somebody who's very courageous somebody who is very nurturing, somebody who is very ambitious. And with all three of those happening on the same day, it's an opportunity to tap into those energies that exist naturally within yourself. So, so every year, there's going to be a day where the sun, the moon, and the rising sign are all happening in the way that they were when you were born. It's not necessarily your birthday, uh, but if you are 
keeping up with where the planets and stars are, you will know when it is. It's it's going to be obviously when the sun is in the same sign that it was when you were born, which happens at the same time every year. But where is the moon? Be aware of where the moon is and then know when what time of the day it's happening when Capricorn is rising along the horizon. So typically, if the sun is in Aries, then Capricorn is rising along the horizon. Let's see, that is going to be, let me give you some clarity on that. It's going to be like really late at night. It, uh, it's it's going to be like somewhere around two or three in the morning. Uh, so if you're up at that time, <laughs> that's when... Uh, Capricorn is rising on the horizon if the sun is in Aries is in the middle of the night, like two, three in the morning. All right, Aubrey, I hope we answered your question. I'm going to move on to Miss Jenny Starpepper. She wants to Jenny know... Starpepper, wow. That's <laughs> right. such a cute name. <laughs> she said, can you talk about the astrology for April 8th and how mm. it might have affected our pets? Um, or things that were born on 9-22-12. This, I mean, this is very specific. We lost our family dog super early in the morning on 4-8. My birthday is 4-1-95. Okay. Mm, well, I'm sorry for the loss of your dog. Oh, yes, Jenny. Very sorry. Um, it's, a, it's a good long life. You know, I think, yeah, it's 11 years, almost 10 years. Um, but man, that is, that's really tough. Um, you know, it, it's hard for me to, to, to say, uh, just generally on a day, um, you know, what was happening on this day, it's dependent on, yes, what's happening in your chart, what's happening in your pet's chart. You know, one thing I can say is that on September 22nd is when the, the sun is at zero degrees in Libra and the April 8th, as it is right now, Pluto, the God of death is at zero degrees in Aquarius. So maybe that had something to do with it, with the God of death, the planet of transformation aligning with the sun, the, the planet of light, life and vitality, the battery that is powering uh, your pet's human ship. Um, I also see that on September 22nd, 2012 is when Venus, uh, the planet of, of the senses was at 17 degrees in, in Leo. And I'll share this here. And that's squaring Uranus, the planet of the unexpected where it is right now or on April 8th at 17 degrees in Taurus. So the planet of the unexpected squaring the planet of the senses maybe that had something to do with it mars when your pet was born was at 19 degrees in um in scorpio that was also opposing the planet of the unexpected so all of these could be factors um you know it's it's really hard to say for certain you know like people often want me to make predictions about when they're going to die or how they're going to die. Uh, and, 
you know, maybe there's something to that. And, and I like to, to look into these sorts of things for fun. And like, if you listen to the uncharted territories with Shara Prophet and I, like that's what the podcast is about. We're looking at public figures that have uh, died, passed over, maybe at a young age and, and understanding uh, how or why that happened based on where the planets were when they were born and where the planets were when they died and making sense of that all um and you know for for your chart being born on on 41 that you know i'd be i'd be curious to know what um what time and what place you were born are there any planets transiting through the 6th house that is the house that that rules uh pets and so maybe something was transiting through your sixth house. So there's a lot of different factors that could go into it. It's, it's really hard to say for certain without, you know, having the date time and place of everything involved um, specifically your chart um, would be most important to have. So, but I'm, I'm sorry for your loss and, you know, pets are little four-legged angels you know, they're like a piece of your soul that that is outside of you and it's unconditional love. And to lose that unconditional love is utterly heartbreaking. So my heart goes out to you. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Jenny. It's really, I don't know. Yeah, it's just really tough. And sometimes we're like looking for answers. And yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, our pets are the unconditional unconditional love it's Mm -hmm. feels so different and um i was just thinking that it would be maybe healing to get a what do you call it when you put the two charts on top of each other the compatibility chart yeah sinistry chart with your pet maybe Mm -hmm. that would be healing and you know maybe just describe your relationship and kind of um, reflect on some things to help you heal and move through it easier yeah yeah you know it's always interesting to me that that dog spelled backwards is God. It's just like sweet they, babies. They both represent like unconditional love. You know, it's like a dog is a reflection of God. Mm. <laughs> That's how that. I view it. Yeah. Um, we're sorry to hear that, Jenny. I hope you're you're doing something kind for yourself and mm. you feel better soon. Yes. Um, I have another question from Claudia Carniero. Uh, She says, hi, guys. Question. The North Node is about to transit through my natal North Node in the 12th house in Taurus. Mm. Is this a North Node return? And what will this mean for me? Many thanks. Yes, Claudia, it is. It's your Ah. North Node return. And, you know, when the North Node returns to where it was when you were born, it's like a wake up call. It's an awakening of your soul's purpose. Who are you? What are you meant to do with your life? Um, It's it's really refocusing you on your soul's purpose, which 12th house north node is to, to number one, think of the Taurus energy. It's about grounding into reality. It's about your self-worth, your values, your likes and dislikes, enjoying all that the material world has to offer, investing in your 
your sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, the five physical senses. But then the 12th house energy is about the ethereal realm. It's about dreams, fantasy. So it's 12th house north node in Taurus is, well, 12th house is about faith. It's about taking your hands off the wheel. Refrain from from trying to control everything where Taurus energy is about focusing on yourself and refraining from, from getting involved in other people's businesses, getting involved in crisis situations that aren't you. So you want to focus on your dreams, your fantasies, what it is you value you want to bring those fantasies and dreams into reality by investing in your five physical senses, your likes and dislikes. What do you enjoy? Twelfth uh, house North Node in Taurus. Like this is, I mean, I'm thinking like, wow, this is a fortunate person. But of course, I have to remind myself that everybody is living through their own mm. personal hell. So. <laughs> You know, refrain from being too critical, too analytical, trying to control things and just enjoy life and have faith that everything that you want is going to come into fruition. You are here to learn to be a master manifester, but in order to manifest, you need to invest in the five physical senses, your likes and dislikes in terms of what you value. So I hope that's helpful to you, Claudia. If you want to get deeper, you can reach out to me for a reading. I think Taurus is always so interesting because it is the material. And sometimes we're like, oh, it's materialistic to want these things, all of our senses. But for me, I mean, I don't know if it's the same for everybody or if I know I have like a, a strong Taurus placement. I always forget what it is, but. Um, Second house moon. That's your Taurus placement. Yeah, because it's associated oh, it's, okay. with the second sign, which is Taurus. So you're emotionally fulfilled by making money. But also like my environment, like the things that I can purchase. So like having a beautiful And that home, requires money. Yeah, food, anything mm -hmm. you smells, touch. Like I love, you know, soft blankets. I love colorful things. Like all of that puts me in a space for me to be more alive so it's like we can say the material things don't matter but for me they really do matter when i have things around me that i find pleasing it i'm happier it's just like i mean it's, at a certain point you're being materialistic you know you don't need to be extra but having the basics for the things that bring you comfort and joy i think is important and yeah you need money to get those things so yeah nurturing those one with it yeah, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh no, I don't. No, well, you... I was just gonna say that <laughs> those born with with the North Node in Taurus or the second house, they need to be materialistic. <laughs> you need to care about money because you want you you need you're here to experience the finer things, like you were mm -hmm. saying, Ingrid, like the the nice fabrics and the good food and the great bottle of wine and all that sort of stuff, and especially like the twelfth house. It's about compassion and empathy. So, you know, I, I imagine like maybe Claudia is somebody who might beat herself up for 
oh, I'm wanting being materialistic. These mm-hmm. I don't really deserve these things. It's like, no, you do. You do deserve those things. You deserve it, everything that your senses are calling for. You deserve. It helps. I mean, it helps me be present and in the moment. It's, it's not always the future goal. Like when you think of money, it's like, you know, outside of yourself. But when you have these things that bring you presence, it like it, it pulls you back to yourself to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's why I love them so much. That's when I am really tapped into enjoying the moment because I have these uh the because I'm surrounded by the things that bring me joy, I can be present for that for that time. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a really good yes. question too. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Claudia. I think we're gonna move on to the week. Let's move on to the week, Ingrid. And then, uh, before we do, yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. Oh, uh, if you <laughs> don't want to listen to the intro or you happen to be later in the week and you want to go back and listen to a certain day of the week, we have time markers for every day of the week. So you can just go right to the day that you would like to listen to. You click on it. It skips right to the day. And those are in the show notes. Um, I think that was the only thing left that I. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to make an announcement that I made last week, and I'm going to continue to remind everyone uh, through as we move through May, because this is the week of May 1st through the 7th. But I did another podcast interview with Raya Marshall. She's another astrologer. It's called Ray a Sun astrology podcast. And so Raya and I get into all of the major transits that are occurring during the month of May. Raya is a brilliant astrologer. And so it was a lot of fun talking about everything that's happening in May. And yes, if you're if you're into astrology, as I imagine you are, because you're listening to this podcast, I definitely recommend <laughs> that you listen to Raya and uh, in my episode with Raya, which is out now. And the link is in the show notes. So listen in. Also, every transit that we're talking about here, if you're, if you're curious about how these transits are affecting you directly, contact me for a reading and I will help give you guidance on how to navigate these transits or any other transits moving forward throughout the rest of the year, the month, any time that you want to look at what was going on in my chart back then, what is going on in my chart looking forward, I will help give you uh, clarity so that you can understand how to work with the energy. Or if you're someone that just wants to learn about your astrological code, who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do with my life? Help me make sense of things. Mm. That's what I'm here to do. It is my honor, privilege, and pleasure to share the knowledge with you to help you understand who you are so that you can accept, appreciate, and love the divine, unique miracle that is you. I also have a program called The Cosmic Pathway. And that is something that if you're if you're somebody who's worked with me already, who's had a reading with me, and you want to get deeper, if you're looking for a guide to help you through life, sort of like what I do with Ingrid on this podcast, where 
you will share with me what's going on in your life and I will reflect back the planets and stars to you, help help you recognize your blind spots, break bad habits, old habits that are preventing you from reaching your highest potential. That is what the cosmic pathway is all about. And yes, let's get into the week, Ingrid. And- and then before we do that, yeah. I just wanted to mention yeah. we do have, if you wanted to purchase the basics of astrology, the book we put together in person, we have it in Spellbound Sky, which is in Silver Lake, right across from Erewhon. We have it in The Crooked Path in Burbank, which is like a kind of like an apothecary, witchy store. Um, and then we also have it in The Crystal Matrix, which is also in Burbank. Um, another like really beautiful spacious crystal shop so go check them out awesome amazing amazing thank you ingrid so we begin here monday may 1st with the sun the giver of light life and vitality conjunct at the same degree in the same sign as mercury the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication and coordination, which is retrograde right now, moving backwards. In the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Horus, that is one alignment we're looking at here. And then we also have Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation. In the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, Aquarius, Pluto begins its retrograde transit today. So Pluto is retrograde now. It's it's going to be concluding its very short stay in Aquarius. It will be exiting out of Aquarius into Capricorn, back into Capricorn on June 11th. So then it's back in Capricorn until it moves forward ends the retrograde so the retrograde of pluto ends on on october 10th and then it moves back into aquarius on january 20th the same day that the sun moves into aquarius and then it's in aquarius for a longer period of time then it moves back into capricorn one more time before fully moving into aquarius but pluto moved into its retrograde shadow on January 7th, it ends its retrograde, as I said, on October 10th, and then it moves out of its retrograde shadow on January 31st of next year. So these are just dates to jot down if you're into that sort of thing to kind of keep tabs on the energy and how the energy is working with you. But Pluto is is going to retrace its short steps in Aquarius, the transformations that we've been experiencing to community, to society, to the social construct. There's been a lot that's been going on, obviously, in the world where it looks like society is being reshaped. This is just a taste. This is just the appetizer. Uh, But when Pluto moves back into Capricorn, it's going to transform and reshape our relationship to authority and every individual needing to take responsibility for themselves with the sun conjunct mercury it's bringing that vitality to the mind to what you uh what you value 
your self-worth. These are terms that I bring up all the time. Your self-worth, your values, what, what are your likes and dislikes? The sun conjunct Mercury is giving you an opportunity to really take a conscious look at, at your likes and dislikes, your self-worth, your values. Now, Mercury moving retrograde is an opportunity to reflect on the past. Have I always valued myself in the way that I should? Have I have I advocated for my likes and dislikes? Or do I allow other people to sort of overrun the boundaries that I have created or maybe the lack of boundaries that I've created to bring myself stability and security to my self-worth. So this is an opportunity to look back at the past and see where you can maybe improve moving forward. I was, I'm referring to the retrograde of Pluto going between Aquarius and Capricorn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm just wondering if it's like the, we want to have like the shift, the death of the old way of doing things in the community. We're revisiting that restructuring that before we move into more of like moving ahead with um, career. Yes. So I, I love that Ingrid. So it's like this short period of time where Pluto has moved into Aquarius and now it's going to start moving out of Aquarius it moved in on March 23rd. It's moving out on June 11th. This is giving us a taste of showing how society is going to change. There is going to be transformations to society, to the community, to the group context, transformations in innovation, and, and in individuality, in your individual expression. So now that we've received that taste, now's the time to reflect on what, what we've seen since March 23rd. And then when Pluto gets back to Capricorn, reassess how we want to restructure our goals and ambitions mm -hmm. with the thought of the new society in mind. I mean, I think there's, there's so much transition happening in terms of career because of technology and because of society. There's a lot of weird shit happening in, in society right now. So that, I mean, that really kind of checks out. I think there's going to be a lot of transitions career, career wise because of whatever is happening in the world. Exactly. And things are only going to get weirder and crazy. I mean, when you, when you think about what happened the last time Pluto transited through Aquarius was the American and French revolutions. That was crazy and weird. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden people saying we don't need a king anymore. Uh, so what does that mean this time around? I don't know, but we will see. And there's going to be shifts and changes, and it's going to seem like the world is upside down and we have to adjust to the new structure of the world. So that comes with you being a co-creator of the new society, mm -hmm. which is deciding about who you are as an individual in society what do you have to contribute? What do you want to see? But the more that you're clinging to the way things used to be, that's what I was thinking. The more you're going to get run over, you know? It's it's about joining the revolution and making the revolution what you want it to be. 
because the revolution is going to happen. It is happening. But if you're trying to fight the revolution, you're on the losing side. It's about making the revolution what you want it to be. What do you want the revolution to be? I love I love that because I think a lot of people, are, it, it's just so, change is hard. And when you don't want it to change because you think it should stay the same, even though that's not what's happening, that just makes it so much more difficult. So making it work for you, asking yourself how you can make it work for you instead of just clinging to the old way, because you're going to get left in the dust. And you're going to be like extra fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're you crack me up ingrid <laughs> i mean i love to cling to the old way it's god it's so like and it makes everything so much harder to just like yeah hold on to how things were so yeah being able to embrace it and mm-hmm. you know, include yourself include yourself in the change yes make the revolution what you want it to be that's that's it it's it's the simple motto right there what do you want the revolution to be make it yours so moving on to tuesday may 2nd we've got pluto again retrograde forming a trine with the moon in libra the moon the planet of emotions in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales that's libra forming this positive air air trine with pluto which is bringing some emotional peace like how can you bring peace to the community Mm. fairness equality equanimity can you see things from the other side this this is this so there's such an energy right now of the other it's them versus us oh my god and and what we need to do is see things from the other side The more that you are pointing the finger at someone else, the more you're going to see the finger pointed back at you. We need to see things from the other side. So let's, this energy is about being empathetic. It's about, it's about under, it's about being authentic about what you want, but giving the other side the opportunity to be authentic about what they want. And through the sharing of authenticity, we can find balance and peace and harmony. That's what this energy is about. So look into your relationships, your close personal relationships and say, how can I be more fair? But how can I also advocate for myself? Because maybe things are unbalanced on my side. But maybe when you do... And you say, things aren't fair for me. Then the other side says, well, they're not fair for me either. Okay, well, then tell me, like, how is it not fair for you? I'm going to explain how it's not fair for me. And and maybe we can find middle ground here. Yeah, it's not fair. Nothing's fair for anybody when when each side is saying, well, I have it the worst. It's like, okay, (laughs) well, that's not fucking true. We have a million things on our plate and we're all trying to balance it. So everyone has their their gifts and everyone has their challenges. So when somebody is trying to like jump on the scale on their side and just say, it's all, it's all bad for me. It's like, well, everything comes into balance. Everything balances itself out. That's just how shit goes. And we don't always have the most control over everything. So accepting things as they are and look, being able to look past your, whatever situation you're in to understand that these Things are happening in one way or another on everybody's plate. 
nothing is perfect for any one person. So having compassion and understanding and grace. And even, you know, someone's having a really bad day. Grace. That's a huge word right there. Yes. That's a, that's an area. That's a Libra keyword right there. Just thinking of someone saying like, well, I have it the worst. And my initial reaction is annoyed. I'm just like, oh my God, not every person has it the worst. That can't be true. But then the, the grace part is like, oh, they're just having a bad day and they need someone to show them grace and be like, oh yeah, I understand. It sucks when you feel that way. I hear you. Like, tell me about your problem. Tell me, yeah. let me how can I help you? Yeah. You're having it the worst? Please share your story with me. And that brings us to this next transit here, which is Wednesday, May 3rd, where we're looking at Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of illusion, mm-hmm. deception, compassion, intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune. Pisces, this is the sign of compassion, but it's squaring off with Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So this is maybe having some of those hard interactions in relationships where you are needing to communicate with a partner and show them compassion asking a question but being willing to get deep keeping it light but getting deep at the same time and and the compassion is i i feel you it's like you get annoyed when somebody's like well no one's had it worse than me you just want to be like fuck you you know like the world doesn't revolve around you uh but at the same time, another way to approach that is, okay, well, tell me, tell me about your hard life. Tell me mm-hmm. where you have been hurt and and what needs to happen in order to, for you to find balance and retribution in some way. And through having that conversation of being heard, maybe the person will soften their stance and realize that, okay, well, I haven't had it. I've had bad things happen to me, but... I also am fortunate in other ways. I mean, in this, in a way, it feels a little bit political in my mind where we're like, oh, this person, this side versus this side. And it's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, well, fuck you. You don't know. You don't understand what I'm saying. But now, like, coming here, it's like when we ask these questions and we're curious about the person, when we actually learn the the personal details of someone's life it's pretty hard not to be compassionate we're like oh fuck that sucks like now that i'm actually meeting you and hearing your shit Mm -hmm. it sucks it sucks it sucks for you and i feel bad and maybe that's that uh the square energy of it being like oh i didn't realize that i would have compassion for this other side because now i'm getting into the details of them and it's upsetting it's upsetting to hear that anyone's going through shit nobody wants people to suffer Exactly. It's that personal story. When you make things personal, when you actually learn a person's name, you, you, you learn about where they're from, who their family is, the experiences that they've had in their life, they actually become a woman or a man and not just a a category that you don't like. Yes. You know, which is, which is what the media and social media love to say, like these people, 
mm-hmm. you know, and they're all the same. These people, they're the problem. And it's absurd. It's it, it let's let's be brighter, you know. Let let's let's not fall into the trap of of categorizing people and othering people and just assuming that because somebody is in this category makes them everything that you hate about this category. Like let's take the individual out of the category and make them a, an actual, you know, a human being, being, a human being, a, a, a soul, a soul in a physical body with a heart, with a beating heart and a mind. And, and what is the experience that this person is having? What are their experience? And when you learn about their experience, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well, I can maybe see things from that perspective. I I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you got compassion. And that hatred is gone. Yes, compassion. It's a living soul, a living soul, someone with a heart in a physical body. That's a living soul. And they have an experience here on earth that is unique from yours. And so we have to learn about their unique experience in order to have empathy. And if you're willing to listen to somebody's unique experience, they may be willing to listen to your unique experience. And then we learn what it's like to be you and you learn what it's like to be me. And we realize that I'm not a threat to you. And you're not a threat to me and we can all live in peace and harmony together in our really weird fucked up world planet earth (laughs) that we love so much it's a beautiful place (laughs) (laughs) it's a beautiful horrible wonderful place earth (laughs) the most wonderful horrible place that you could imagine (laughs) earth (laughs) yes that is it that's it for sure Oh my God. Okay. So moving on to Thursday, May 4th, the moon continues through Libra, bringing that peace and harmony to the emotions, hopefully, let's hope. Uh, And then it's aligning with Venus in Gemini and also opposing the moon, opposing Jupiter, the God of thunder, Lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, which is also sextile to Venus from the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram aries so this is this is big energy here this is big fire air energy maybe now is the time when we're having the conversation when we're we're speaking up speaking out and saying i need to be heard i need to to say something here But at the same time, in doing so, you need to listen. We all need to listen. That's what Mm -hmm. Venus in Gemini is about. It's about listening in relationships. Gemini is the listening sign. Aries is the show me sign. What were you going to say? Oh, I just sometimes I forget about the listening part. It's always like asking a question, asking a question, which is Mm -hmm. like my nature is to be very curious, but the most important important part of asking the question is actually listening to the answer mm-hmm. <laughs> being able yes. to hear what they're saying otherwise there's no point in asking these questions it's so hard not to be defensive 
you know, it's like somebody says something and rather than asking a mm-hmm. question, you just want to defend yourself mm-hmm. because you feel like you're being accused of something. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking hard. But that's what we have to do. And I'm reminding myself this mm-hmm. as I'm saying it to everyone out there that I need to ask questions when I feel agitated by someone it's such a good it's such it's the perfect habit to adopt because it's like if somebody snaps at you instead of just being defensive if you're just like are you do are you doing okay and they're like no I'm not doing okay this is what's happening you're like oh now I have compassion you Mm -hmm. immediately have compassion when you know what they're going through instead of being like why are you being mean to me it's like Mm -hmm. well obviously something is happening that is causing the tiff to begin with so the more curious you are yeah like it just kind of cuts the the potential argument to straight to the compassion part yes that that i mean that is well that's where gemini begins it's about well i have something to learn i have something to learn from this situation so what is this you know what tell me more you're angry at me like okay uh, what did I do <laughs> to upset I mean, I'm, you? I'm looking at the Aries, uh, Jupiter and Aries or Saturn, Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter and yes. Aries. So it's like ex- if we're tapping into that Aries energy, we're expanding the Aries energy in this curiosity where we're able to just someone's having a meltdown and just be like, yeah, why are you mad at me? Instead of going into the victim mode, oh, someone's being mean to me. Like, oh, what's happening? Why are you being like, what, what's going on here? Like that is the Aries energy of being able to just be bold in that moment and just say what you're thinking which is really like what the fuck just happened what's yes. happening what's happening yes. here yes that's the the jupiter in aries is big courage expanded courage so hopefully this is giving us the courage to have these difficult conversations that we need to have with each other in order to back to the libra moon find peace yes yes, yes. okay love it love it All right, so moving on to Friday, May 5th, where we have the moon has now transited into the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio, which is opposite the sun in Taurus. So this is the full moon in Scorpio. This is also, I'm going to say, the lunar eclipse Yes, the lunar eclipse. I've got to start talking about this now, you know, because every time I don't mention the eclipse, I get messages from people that are saying, why aren't you talking about the eclipse? Why aren't you talking about the eclipse? And that is like my agitation and annoyance. And I guess it's because, (laughs) you know, I, I haven't been bringing, you know, all these years that we've been doing this podcast, I never talk about the eclipse because it's just not something that I have invested much time and energy into. So I don't feel like super knowledgeable about eclipses, but over time now, I, I do have somewhat of an understanding of it, but I think the important thing to remember with the eclipses and everything that I'm saying is take it for what it's worth for you and filter it through yourself. There isn't a one size fits all jumpsuit to life. Everybody is going through their own unique experience. Everybody has their own abilities to work magic. And I can't really teach you how to be a magician by teaching you how I 
do it for myself because the way it works for you is how it works for you. If that makes sense. So like, I hear a lot of different things about eclipses. I hear, you know, that you're not supposed to do anything during an eclipse. I hear that, you know, it's a, it's a powerful manifestation period during eclipses. And I think the only way to know which it is, is to experiment with the energy yourself. So the, the fact of the matter is though, when the solar eclipse happens, that is when the moon is passing the sun. And that is a beginning because it's the beginning of a new moon cycle. When a lunar eclipse happens, that is when the moon is opposing the sun. So the solar eclipse happens because the, the moon is passing in front of the sun so like and it's our blocking out the sun from where we are on earth. But every time there's a new moon, there is an eclipse happening somewhere in space. Just we can't see it from earth. Oh there's my only, God. Yeah. Because it's that a new moon. Sense, yeah. The moon is passing the sun, but yeah. the solar eclipse it's not is, happening. Is, we're not seeing the shadow. Exactly. We're not seeing the shadow happen. Like if you were mm -hmm. somewhere out in space, you yeah. would see it but you're, you're not seeing it because <laughs> you're on earth and, and so, the angle is not the right way. I mean, so that just something? makes me think, I mean, that just makes me think that every time we're having a new moon, mm -hmm. um, our emotions are kind of in front of our identity. The moon is in front of the sun. So mm -hmm. we're maybe being, uh, you know, focusing more on the emotions as opposed to like the bigger picture or like mm -hmm. kind of maybe going internal and so maybe that's always the case. This is just my translation of what you mm -hmm. just said, but you know, it's focused on earth at that point. So it's just an extra, extra intense new yes. moon or full yes. moon either way. It's just exactly. the intensity of it is more specific. Yes. It, Cause it, it's also something that we can see from earth, uh, but you can't even see it from all parts of earth. Mm -hmm. It depends on where you are, when it's happening. Like, like this, like the solar eclipse that just happened in April, you couldn't see that from LA. You yeah. could see it from Australia, but you couldn't see it from LA because it was happening at night in LA. So, um, but if you were in the Southern hemisphere, you could see it. I mean, I think that any, there are well, not these, necessarily you know Southern. I mean, like, um, sorry, I just have to correct myself, like Asia and and australia and those places so go on sorry oh I, I was just thinking you know any we sometimes we focus on these big things we're like oh it's the eclipse now we have to get extra crazy and do all these things it's like well every day is a big alignment really yes. so whatever day you want to make magical and intentional like you yes. can like some days i go back a lot of the time and i'm like hey scott what happened on this day because i was feeling this certain way i made a ritual just the whole thing it doesn't have to be we look outside of ourselves to astrology it, it's a great tool to be able to guide ourselves into being reflective of ourselves and being intentional with our days but mm -hmm. we don't have to rely on all of these external things. It's like, yes, there's astrology. Yes, there's crystals. Yes, there's, you know, uh, I don't know, people that go to church and they, they're going by the Bible. There's just all these guides and they're all just, they're guides to help us along the way. And sometimes we don't need anything. We just need ourselves. So 
maybe the eclipse is really big for you or maybe you don't even get sometimes some big thing happens that i was looking forward to i'm like oh the spring fucking solstice or whatever it's called summer solstice you know what i'm saying the spring equinox or something <laughs> yeah, yeah and then all yeah. of a sudden it's three days later and i'm like wait what the fuck i was gonna do something big for that but you know maybe intuitively three days before i just did something because that felt right for me mm-hmm. and it's just important to also listen to ourselves so yeah maybe there's something big happening on the eclipse and we can all you know take some extra energy if we're following the planets and it feels good to do something extra or maybe you're looking more into your chart to see what it means for you specifically taking exactly. a new moon or full moon class with scott that might be like your extra energy that you put into it but yeah it's well, just that's, even that's why you go ahead oh sorry uh, it just reminds me of like holidays like mm-hmm. the guy that i date he doesn't give a fuck about holidays and i was like let's do something for <laughs> valentine's day and he was like why like i just don't he's like i don't like the artificial I, he just doesn't enjoy that he's like it feels fake like he's like what about last week when i like you know, made dinner and made you a cocktail because I just wanted to. I feel like that's way more special to me is just doing something because I felt called to do it for you instead mm-hmm. of it being like, oh, it's Tuesday. That's the time that I have to do something nice for her. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just don't. So I kind of feel maybe the same type of energy. It's like, yeah, there can be these astrological holidays, but also any day you want to put intention to some into something is going to be just as special. Mm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, like when you mentioned the moon classes, like the reason why I do the moon classes is because what's really important is where is this happening in your chart and what planets is it connecting to in your chart? That's for every alignment, but I do classes for the new and full moon because that helps specify how the energy is affecting you directly. And so we can talk about the the eclipses and when we talk about the eclipses you know i just see them as like marker points like okay this is like there's themes that are happening here like the the last the last lunar or the the last lunar eclipse so like when the lunar the lunar eclipse happening that is when the the sun is opposite the moon and the angle that they're taking to each other has this has the earth in the center and so the earth is blocking out the light of the sun from the moon so the moon is full but the earth is crossing the path between the sun and the moon so it's blocking out the light that is reflecting from the sun to the moon that's the lunar eclipse. So the last lunar eclipse that occurred was on November 8th. It was in Taurus. The next lunar eclipse that occurs is going to be October 28th, also in Taurus. So this lunar eclipse is in Scorpio. So all three of these lunar eclipses, the last one on November 8th, the next one on October 28th, have to do with the same two signs, Scorpio and Taurus. Because the last lunar eclipse, the sun was in Scorpio, the moon was in Taurus. This lunar eclipse, the sun is in Taurus, the moon is in Scorpio. The next lunar eclipse, 
the sun is in Scorpio, the moon is in Taurus. That's crazy. So what are the themes here? The themes have to do around money, material values, and the intimacies that you share with others. Mm. So how are you utilizing your self-worth, your values, your material wealth, and sharing it with others? This is a release. So the full moon is the release. Whether it's a lunar eclipse or not, it's a release. It's an expression. It's the full moon. It's the exhale. So what do you want to release in terms of your most intimate relationships? So thinking about the people that you are most intimate with, do they honor, reflect, and respect your values? Do they respect your self-worth? Are they treating you with respect? Are they treating, is it somebody who's like, you like that? Well, you suck because you like that. Okay, well, is that the type of person that you want to be merged with? So I mean, it always reminds me of one of my friends that I don't interact with anymore mm, because we mm -hmm. had a lot of co common ground, but she didn't respect my work. She didn't respect my political views. She didn't respect anything. It was always a fight. And no matter how mm -hmm. many times we were like, oh, maybe we'll just not talk about that. We can just talk about other things. We have so many things we can talk about. It always came back to like not valuing the same things was a deal was there was no way around that. And it was just kind of like a cloud. I'm like, why am I going to want to share food and friendship with somebody who doesn't respect mm. me? It's like, you can be mm. different some, than someone and still respect them. But mm -hmm. in some, you know, in certain relationships, I think that's just not possible. And to mm -hmm. kind of try to hold on to something that's not really serving you is like the, the, con the, the feeling that I always get where it's like, Oh, maybe you have someone close to you. That's yeah. That's not a good fit. And even though maybe they have great qualities, it's, it's bringing you down. Right. Right. Yeah. You, so like you bring up food, like, do I want to share food with somebody that doesn't respect my perspective, mm -hmm. my likes and dislikes, you know, Taurus, the themes of Taurus, self-worth, values, security, sensuality. Do I want to invest in the five physical senses with somebody who does not respect my five physical senses, my, my tastes? So this is an opportunity to release. And then going back to the solar eclipse, which was at the final degree of Aries, 29 degrees. And then the sun moved into Taurus and squared off with Pluto. And that created tension between your self-worth and the community. Because maybe the community or society doesn't reflect your self-worth. Or maybe you don't respect the self-worth of society. So the Aries energy is about self-love, courage, confidence, and authenticity. So... That solar eclipse was about burning up any fears or insecurities so that you can love yourself. You can be courageous, confident, and authentic. And in being courageous, confident, and authentic, you're now recognizing around you who are those that I'm intimately involved with that do not honor, reflect, or respect my self-worth, 
my values, my, my sense of material security, and my investment in the five physical senses. Now is an opportunity to release those frequencies within these karmic bonds or sever these bonds completely so that you can create space for new people to come in yeah. that are going to more authentically reflect you. Um, I just looked ahead to Saturday and Saturday, although yeah. the idea of that feels very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, on Saturday now the moon and Scorpio is connecting with Uranus and, and Pisces. Not Uranus. I don't know. I forget now. We talked about it earlier this week. Ne- Neptune. Yes, Neptune, Ingrid. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Neptune. Um, so this is like an extra healing, um, an extra healing day. So maybe you yes. have that realization yesterday that you need to let something go, and then today you're like, it feels like that's a good thing. We're we're mm-hmm. cleansing out, and that's healing for us. Like the, maybe we have some fear yesterday, and today it feels like we know that it's the right thing to do to mm-hmm. to clean things out so we can heal. And mm-hmm. essentially be a more authentic version of ourselves mm-hmm. when we don't have any like fear or barriers in between the people that we're most closely bonded to. Yes, absolutely. Another way to look at it too is, you know, for those that we remain bonded to through this, this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, how can we show them greater compassion and empathy? I love that. <laughs> and how can we ask for greater compassion and empathy mm-hmm. from those that we're bonded to. This is a day of, of, of really solidifying or, or healing or sealing the bond in a very powerful and meaningful way that is rooted and in the foundation of compassion and empathy and faith and passion and really wanting to merge with somebody because they see you for who you are. And even though you're different than them and you have a different perspective, we may be on completely different sides of the political spectrum, but I see this individual as someone I love because I see their heart and I know that they have a good heart, even if their political views are different than mine. We can have difficult, different political views and still recognize that there's love and appreciation between one another. I can still love you for disagreeing with me. That's a big lesson that, yeah, a lot of us could adopt. And that leads us to Sunday, May Mm. 7th, where we get, you know, really (laughs) kind of like warm and fuzzy, you know, with this with this like Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships moving into the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, Cancer, which is what happens here. Uh, This is bringing, you know, think of Cancer is about being kind, caring, nurturing, you know, Venus and Cancer. So Venus is in Cancer from May 7th to June 5th. The last time Venus was in Cancer was July 17th to August 11th, 2022. The time before that was June 2nd to the 26th of 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. Of course, for those born with key astrological points or planets in 
Aries and Libra, because those are both cardinal signs and they're fire and air. And Cancer is a cardinal sign and it's water and water extinguishes fire and doesn't mix with air. That creates a challenge. So if you're born with key astrological points or planets in Aries or Libra, there could be challenges with regards to your close personal relationships between May 7th and June 5th, depending on where these planets are. And if you're curious to know, contact me for a reading and I will give you insight into that. But this is when you when you bump up to these challenging periods in relationships between May 7th to June 5th, ask yourself, am I being kind mm. to my partner? Mm -hmm. Am I caring for my partner in this instant? Am I nourishing my partner? And is my partner being kind to me? Are they being caring to me? Are they nourishing me? And if the answer is no in any of those questions, then you want to take a deeper look and you want to look at your past because there's a lot of, of investigating into the past that comes with this Venus in Cancer transit. It's about looking at the roots of your relationships like if you have a partner and you're like, they don't care for me. Okay. They're not caring for me in this instant. They're not being kind to me in this instant. You want to ask yourself, when was the last time I felt this way with a partner? And when was the first time I felt this way with a partner? And it may go back to childhood and maybe an interaction you had with your parents or somebody who nurtured you that caused you to feel uncared for or... Uh, unappreciated in some way. And so it's up to you to nurture yourself, your younger self, and be there for your younger self and say, you know what, you actually deserve to be cared for in this in this situation. You were four years old and you wanted food and and your your mom didn't like the way that you asked for it and she got really angry at you and you didn't know any better. You could have asked for it in a better way, sure, but you didn't know any better. And and I love you, and I care for you, and you are safe. And, and bringing that energy to your younger self will hopefully give you the ability to, to look at yourself now and say, I deserve this. And so I'm going to nurture myself in this instant. And in doing so, create the frequency and the energy that is going to attract partners into your life that are willing and wanting to nurture for you in a kind and caring way. So this week I was having a meltdown with this guy and he was like, what, what exactly is missing? Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're telling me. Like, like I was just like, Oh, something's missing. Like something is not right. I'm feeling a certain way. I'm not feeling like I'm getting enough, but I couldn't really articulate what it was. I think also I was very tired from this trip. Mm -hmm. And so I just mm -hmm. felt like I needed like some extra, but I couldn't really explain it to him. And he was just like, okay, well you need to reflect within yourself and then ask me for what I need. Cause I don't know how to give that to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to, you know, maybe I can give it to you. Maybe I can't, but I can't just give you something 
just give you more of something I don't know what is. So like, if you can gather yourself, maybe just looking back and like, what is, what is the the root of this issue? Cause I don't, I don't know what's happening. So, and in the end I was like, Oh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I really need to sit with myself and see what is missing. And it's a hundred percent what you're just talking about. Like, what is it from my past? And just in this moment thinking in my childhood, there was a lot of lacking and I didn't ever know what to ask for. I was never, it's not like I wasn't allowed. I just never felt like I was able to ask for more because I feel like my parents didn't have enough as it was. Like mm-hmm. nobody had enough. So to be like, hey, I need some extra love. It was just like not on the table where I feel like maybe other families were like, oh, I need a hug or I need take me out to ice cream or I need something. Like I just feel like I never had that. And so now as an adult, like, definitely have people pleasing tendencies I'm over giving and then in turn I'm feeling depleted and then I don't have enough which is not really his problem he's like I I support you in any way that I can so I don't know what I'm not giving you if you could tell me then I can help you or at least Mm -hmm. we can figure out if I can help you but yeah being able to recognize what is lacking within us so we can either give it to ourselves or ask our partners to give it to us is Mm -hmm. just the reflection of yeah be going into our past and saying like what do how do i learn these skills to ask for what i yes. need mm-hmm. that's it that's it this is this is an opportunity to really sort of rewrite your origin story or 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 sort of get a hold of your origin story yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, write get a hold the happy of it. ending that you want for yourself yeah, oh, I now. Can, I can do things differently as a grown-up. Yes. Oh, I could just ask. I could just figure out what I need and then I could just ask for it mm-hmm. and see, yes. you know, either I need to yeah, do it for myself or maybe someone can give it to me. What do I even need? I don't even know how to answer the question in that moment. And I was yeah. kind of like shocked because at first I was like annoyed. I'm like, just give me something. I need something. I don't know what I need, but I need something. I'm not feeling good. He's like, okay, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? I mean, he didn't That's say it so like wild, that, cause... but I was like, fuck, I don't know. I don't and then I realized I was like, I'm just, I'm asking for something unreasonable. Mm. Like there's nothing, there's no tangible. I feel, I feel like because he is autistic also, there's always kind of like a bit of an intuitive barrier. Sometimes he's like, tell me mm. what you need and I'll, I can do that. But like, I don't know what you're even saying. Like mm-hmm. if you can't describe in language what's happening. I can't fix it. <laughs> well, I even had a similar experience yesterday with Gabriella where I was like, It'd been a super long day and I had hardly eaten anything and she got home and she was really tired and was in bed. And then it's like nine o'clock and I've barely eaten and I'm just like so exhausted. I don't even know what to do. And I just went into the bedroom. I was like, are we not going to have dinner today? And she's like, do you want me to make something for you? Do you want me to make you some salmon tacos or whatever? I was like, yes. And she's like, all you have to do is ask me. Like, I just, I'm not that hungry. And, you know, but if you need something, you can ask me for anything. I can always say, yeah. She's like, you can ask me for anything. I can always say no. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Then I'll ask you for now on. (laughs) It's so crazy. Because it sounds so simple, but it's exactly... It's exactly, this is the same reflection of what I just said. It's like, oh, ask me for what you need. What? Don't just say, I guess we're not eating today. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah. I didn't say that. If you're hungry, <laughs> just say, can you make me some food? Oh, yeah, sure. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. What a, isn't that magic? Now I can provide you what you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what a revelation. <laughs> it's the, so, it really is the simplest things that maybe we're not taught or maybe mm -hmm. we are kind of, we have unlearned to ask for those things based on our childhood or our past mm -hmm. relationships where maybe that's not comfortable or safe or we just didn't even mm -hmm. know we could ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, I literally like asked him for like a hug and he was like, oh, some, or sometimes he just gets, I don't know, he has like an autism flare up where I was like, I was waiting for him to say bye to me. And I think this mm -hmm. has happened before. I'm like, yeah, where I'm like totally. clearly you getting always ready. say that. Yeah. I'm like clearly getting ready. And I would like ask him like, oh, he was like playing a game while I was packing my stuff. I was like, oh, like, is this the kind of game where you can you like pause it or anyways i was like then he like got up from the computer and then started moving things around in his house instead of saying bye and i was like michael i'm leaving you're supposed to say bye right now like <laughs> he was like oh i didn't know that's what was happening and i was like hmm. okay i'm gonna need a hug that's okay i'm gonna need a hug because i need to go home and that's what i need and he was like oh okay like he's very hmm. easy about it but sometimes he's just like i don't know i'm just i didn't know what was happening i'm just in my own world of organizing my house i'm like okay yes and it's just something so simple like okay it's time to say i would like a i need a hug so i can go yes like, well, he's like, i didn't know that i was i was busy doing my own thing just house shit mm -hmm. well, th this venus in 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 cancer is going to bring up a lot of emotions in relationships so that it's very clear about what everybody needs to feel nurtured and cared for in the relationship so hopefully that will create that that flow. Hopefully the emotions aren't too big, but if they get too big, it's because of this. And it's because there needs to be more kindness, caring, and nurturing. And sometimes it's hard to articulate that and communicate that. And so it just comes out through the emotions. So yeah, emotions are so funny. It's like after the fact, mm. you can look back and be like, oh, I think there was a, another time like that where I got upset because he was like not. I was like, oh, I guess he's not saying bye to me. I guess I'll just fucking I remember go home. You saying that. And he yes. and then he was like, what the fuck is happening? Why are you running out of here? I'm like, you didn't say bye, <laughs> and you know. And he's just like, that's not even on his radar to be like, I don't mm -hmm. care about you. He's like, why would I do that? That's so mm -hmm. mean. I would never just ignore you. I just didn't recognize the situation that was happening. Just say, hey, I need a hug. I'm leaving. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could just ask. And now it's kind of like funny to me. I'm like, I was able to laugh and be like, oh, he's this story that we make up in our mind about someone maybe not caring. Like, are we going to eat dinner? I guess we're not eating dinner tonight. Hmm. Like, that's not what I said. I just, you're hungry. Just ask me. Yeah, it's just exactly. So simple. Like, oh, exactly. yeah, I, I could just ask for a hug. Crazy. <laughs> oh, awesome, thank Ingrid. You. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much, Scott. And you're welcome. We'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.